welcome to D4 Sports, Day Drinking with Don and Dustin. I'm Don. And I'm Dustin. We're coming to you from Lubbock, Texas. And London, England. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Episode 16, episode 16, here we are on Tuesday, November the 14th, uh, the second of our mutual Texas uh, recordings. Dustin, how are you doing today, this this fine Texas morning? Doing well, it's actually really foggy here and kind of overcast and muggy, um, so it's one of those days where I just want to be in bed and relax, yeah. but well, instead, you know, doing... Doing the podcast. Yeah, 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 sure. Classic Lubbock weather. Overcast and foggy and humid. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know you ever got, like, fog in Lubbock. Is that common? No, it is not common at all. Um, I remember the first time I got, that we got fog and I was checking on, like, the, <clears throat> the weather app and it had like the squiggly lines and I what does that mean? We're not near the ocean. I don't that's that yeah. those are waves to me. Finally figured out yeah, that's yeah. fog. Yeah, we don't get too much here but we we had it this morning and yesterday morning was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, well and you know I I uh you know once upon a time lived for a year in Lubbock and got to experience you know the wonderful winds of Lubbock which it's you know out, out there on the plains it's you know certainly known for that and uh, the big dust storms that blow in. Do, do they call them haboobs in Lubbock? Have they started calling them haboobs like they do in Phoenix? Yes, they call them haboobs, and we get them about once every two or three years. Uh, they're pretty nasty, really. You can yeah, like are. even Google Lubbock haboob, and you're just like, wow, that's, uh, that's a sight to behold. Yeah, well, my brother lives in Phoenix. Stuart, by the way, still in first place in Family Pick'em. Congratulations, Stu, and congratulations to your Raiders. We may get to that a little bit later, but uh, n- nice job there. But yeah, he's yeah. Some of the some of the haboobs that blow into uh, into Phoenix are also pretty ridiculous. So uh, yeah, well, I am enjoying the Arlington weather. Actually, you know, had the uh, the privilege. One of the things I definitely miss about living in London is not being able to watch the primetime games live. But got to sit out last night. Uh, and and uh, watch the Monday night football game, which turned into a pretty solid game. And um, I was going to say, you call that a privilege? Well, watching okay. last night's game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk about last night's game a little later too. But I had the privilege of enjoying a nice evening. You know, my my uh, brother in law's fire pit, enjoying a cigar and a little bit of whiskey, watching the game. It was nice. It was a good time. That I can understand. That portion yeah. of it. Yeah, there we go. So a lot of stuff happening in sports. Uh, where do you want to start, Dustin? Where do you want to start on our uh, on, on our openers? I'll let you lead us. Uh, all right, then I'm going to say uh, Millwall. No one likes us. No one likes us. No one likes us. We don't care. We don't Millwall. Certainly Millwall. We Millwall, baby. Joe Edwards, new manager. How many goals did we score this weekend, Dustin? More than we have all season long. Absolutely. Four goals. Four goals. Yeah. Beautiful. Yep. Beautiful. Didn't get to see the game, but didn't need to see the game. Four nothing. Uh, now, you know, 
we beat the worst team in the league, so there's that. But you know what? A win is a win. And, you know, heck, last year we dropped two terrible games to Huddersfield, who were one of the very worst teams in the league. So, you know, you can't take anything for granted. And Millwall, baby, here we go. Here it comes. We're going. We're going to make a run. I can feel it. He's 1-0. So, I mean, you only got to play the next one and see how that one goes, whether it's the worst team or the best team. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Great. It was a great start. Uh, great, great start from Millwall at the Den. New management, new era. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. And, you know, I, I know we, I think we told the story, and I'm not sure if everybody's, you know, listened to the Millwall story, which I think we did in, what, episode three or four. But, you know, we chose Millwall for, you know, Dustin chose it because he liked, he liked the, the jerseys and the look of the team, not knowing that Millwall, of course, one of the notorious hooligan uh, teams of all time, um, and obviously, you know, kind of a, a definitely a middling team, not a certainly not a dominant or great team. But as soon as I moved to England, they won they won four games in a row. They made a great run. Uh, so you know, we were all excited about it, and then they broke our hearts at the end of the season. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if we get our hearts broken again, or if we just end up muddling along in uh, mediocrity this year. Hey, it's a good start. It was a road win. Four goals held them to nil. Or zero. Um, nil. So, nil. That's right. But, uh, yeah, good start. Uh, we'll go from there. Well, I already mentioned it, that my brother uh, still holds the lead in our Pick'em League. But uh, I did pick up one this week. Uh, or maybe did I pick up two? I'm only two I think two you picked up two. Now. I think I did two. Look at that. Uh, yeah. I'm only, yeah, you're, you've got, uh, Stuart is in the lead with 95. Correct. Uh, Trey, our uh, music uh, music contributor to the show, Trey is in second at 94, and then uh, my sister and Sam and you are all tied at 93, and then Claire and I are sitting steady at 91. So uh, just two games back, anything could happen. Every so there were three games I went out on a ledge for this week that I was hoping, and I knew that I would probably be the only one or one of two that picked these teams, all three of those were opposite of you, like I expected. However, <laughs> you won all three of those because on the final drive of all three, the team that I chose threw an interception on the final drive. <laughs> well, you know, you just gotta you just gotta pick better. Clearly, uh, you didn't have obviously you, you weren't bringing the heat. You, you got to play sixty minutes in this league, Dustin. You can't. You got to play a full sixty. Surely you know that by now. You would think so, but uh, I did not uh, follow through. I did not uh, pick correctly. I did not bring the heat. So No, not at all. So I got Pick'em this week. Uh, picked up two there, so I'm only two back. But And, and, and for the week, uh, I ended up four and two. Although, you know, I, I, I have to own it this time. Uh, I, I failed to pick a primetime game. And uh, Dustin was nice enough not to claim the point yet. Yet. We'll see how it goes at the end of the year. But I did beat you by a little over 100 in the primetime game. So Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I'm sure. So, so at any rate, the current standing is 37 to 34 and three ties. Dustin maintains a three-point uh, three lead overall in the, in the family. Um, and where should we go next? Let's go Premier League. 
because that's that's where we should go. Absolutely, yeah. the Premier League. Because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. finally won a week. You did not sweep me for the year, um. So I will take that one. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, uh, let's see. You, you had you had a pretty solid week. You had seventy eight, which is which is pretty good. Um, I had sixty five, and I'm so bummed because in the English Premier Fantasy, you can do this. Uh, what do they call it? Like a free hit where you can make as many changes to your team as you want without paying a fee. And I literally started essentially the dream team. I had every single player on my team, except for one, was what they would call the team of the year, meaning the highest scoring at their position. I had the four highest scoring defenders, the five highest scoring midfielders, the highest goalie. And the only thing I had to sacrifice was Erling Holland, who you know, is the Man City striker and, you know, Mr. Everything uh, Best because player. I couldn't afford him. So I had a, I had Ollie Watkins, who was also team of the year. And then I had one other guy, my defense. Well, Ben White, for some reason, one of the leading scorers for Arsenal's defense didn't even play. Thank you, Ben White. Trippier gives me one. Uh, Joaquin Anderson gave me one. Um, I played Mo Salah as my captain and he had a great game. So he bailed me out. But, uh, yeah, it was really disappointing, um, you know. And then, of course, Holland goes off for 16, and you played him as your captain. So, uh, so I put up 65. You had 78. Um, I am still, for the year, I still have a fairly comfortable lead of, looks like 53. So, you know, you could probably right. not play for a week and still be in the lead. Yeah, probably, depending on the week. But uh, so anyway, good week to you. Congratulations. And, uh, oh, by the way, uh, fantasy basketball. So if you listened last week and you heard Dustin's preposterous claims that I had beat the two worst teams in the league and, oh, there's no, you can't possibly be good, Mr. Auto Draft, because blah, blah, blah. Well, this last week, mind you, I played the second best team who happened to be my nephew, Micah, and... He was one behind me, and oh, look at that, 6-2 to me. Uh, you know, so let's see what the current standings are. I am 20-4, and 20-4. and four. What are you at, Dustin? For the week, I'm up on you, 6-1-1. Oh, no, 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 not after one night and you're... you're I'm just saying, you you, you And asked. Siakam has his career best game, I think. You asked. <laughs> but you are 14-10, and 10. but we are playing head-to-head this week, so... Uh, we're going to have to cut this podcast short because we can't speak to each other because we're playing head-to-head. But, uh, yes, after one day and three players playing, you are up 6-1-1 to one to one right now. My, but, my uh, bad. You, you were talking about the, the whole league. I apologize. I just got a little ahead of myself and, and just had to throw that out there. I'm sure you misunderstood. I'm sure you misunderstood what I was asking. Yeah, yeah. Totally my fault. I'll take the blame on that. Yeah. So, anyway... As we said, you know, in our earlier episodes, you know, if you like sports at all and you're not playing some sort of fantasy sports or some sort of pick'em league against your friends, just do it. You know, just just do it just for the banter, just for the ability to just take cheap shots at each other, because that's what the world needs more of, frankly, is people taking cheap shots at each other. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. The friendly banter, not the the harsh banter, not the harsh banter. Fair enough. Sure. Fair yeah. enough. So, uh, oh, by the way, uh, you know, so I'm in I am in Texas right now, as I've already said, but I am still working UK hours. So 
my workday is done. It's 11.48 here, or, you know, as we like to say in, uh, in D4, it's, it's, it's noon somewhere, and it's just about noon here. So I went ahead and took one for the pod and have a little uh, Jefferson uh, bourbon. Uh, in Jefferson's Reserve, quality bourbon, a little sip. Uh, that is a I good am drink. officially day drinking. But, you know, again, I've been up since 4.15, so I kind of feel like I'm not day drinking. But uh, anyway, so, so Dustin, what are, you, uh, what are you imbibing today? Jefferson's, what do you have over there? Uh, a new one I'm trying out. It's mm. Cucumber Melon. Ooh. And I bought it solely because I hadn't tried it and knew I was going to be trying it for the pod. So, and Cucumber Melon. It's mediocre. It's not bad. Yeah. It's better than guava. Yeah. So there is that. That was pretty bad. And better than, you know, coconut anything. Oh, yeah. Setting the bar low, though. But, uh, yeah, I didn't know Jefferson's made a cucumber melon. But uh, look at that. There you go. It's it's surprising uh, sparkling. It's very sparkling. Yeah. Going down going down easy? Bubbly. Very bubbly. Bubbly. I guess that's good for sparkling water. So. All right. So do you have an opening shot for me? I do. Um Something that I'm kind of intrigued about um, this year for, for college basketball, um, Rick Pitino. Mm-hmm. He, to me, is, uh, I mean, he is a, a basketball legend. He had, you know, some issues when he was at Louisville um, and everything that went down there. And if you have any questions about that, just Google it. Um, but he basically could have just retired and gone off into the sunset and just lived a very leisurely life. Um, I was reading up on it and he bought himself like a 32, 36 foot yacht that, or whatever it was that he could just, um, spend his days on, go fishing, um, just kind of be around, um, family, things like that. But, uh, he got the itch to get back into coaching, sold the boat, Went and uh, coached in EuroLeague for a few years. Then Iona offered him a position to coach at Iona. Um, and now he is at St. John's. And so he's kind of putting himself back into the spotlight, I guess, and coaching bigger teams, uh, bigger name teams, I should say. And to me, yep. it's just kind of, of like he just can't get away from the sport or just can't get away from the I guess the competitive nature of it or anything like that. So to me, it's just been kind of intriguing to see his life trajectory and how it's gone up and down. And, um, following, um, his story is, has been interesting. So I just, like I said, the reason I'm, this is a shot for me or, you know, at the beginning of, of the segment is just because I've ever since I started playing basketball, he's been in coaching, you know, Kentucky, um, and his son was at Minnesota for a while and, Louisville for for Patino and and then Euroball and then just trying to get back into it so he just can't stay away but uh, yeah that's been very interesting for me. So I got I got two questions about Patino. Number one, does he still have the hair? He does still have the hair. I'm a little jealous. Um, yeah, no, nah, well, aren't we both? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, he does have the hair and the stern look to go with it. So it's a it's a staple for him. Fair enough. My second question is, how old is he? Because he um, did coach for quite a while, didn't he? I mean, yes, yeah. he's pretty pretty old. Well, I say that he's on up there in age. Um, well, maybe not as old as I thought he was, but he's only seventy one. 
Well, I would have. Okay, 71, I, but yeah. I mean, that's well, still pretty for old coaching, for coaching college basketball. Yeah, yeah. Right, but still, um, I would have thought he was older, but there you go. Yeah, all right. Well, hey, on that same theme, I had down, and I, I had this for my notes last week, but I, I just saw that Angel Cabrera, former Masters champion and uh, you know, real character on the golf course, he is trying to make a comeback. Uh, to the to the uh, senior tour now, um, after three years in prison. <laughs> so, and uh, I shouldn't laugh because I mean the guy had a hard time, did some bad things. So I mean, because one does not just simply go to prison if you don't do bad things. But um, uh, interesting. I mean, Cabrera was such a such a uh, a larger than life character. You know, would walk around smoking the cigar uh, as he's playing the Masters and whatnot, and. Um, yeah, it was kind of a tragic fall for him, uh, you know, kind of past the prime of his major playing career. But uh, apparently he's back now and he's uh, he's working on getting back on tour. And uh, frankly, I think it'd be great to see Angel Cabrera get back on the Champions Tour, um, you know, get himself straightened out. But uh, I suppose not quite the uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's a feel good story, I suppose. I mean, it's also kind of a, you know, a, a tragic feel good story. But I mean, I guess Patino never never did jail time, but uh uh, certainly was a disgraced uh, figure in sports. No question about that. Was I mean, definitely Michael Vick and brought is, low. Michael yeah. Vick's the same, you know, tragic feel-good story. Yeah. You know, some people still disliked yeah. him after the fact, but, I mean, right. it was good to see him get back out there and, and play at a high level. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and you know, with uh, I'll make an, another, uh, another tangent here uh, or, or connection to Cabrera. Uh, you know, smoking his cigars on tour. I don't know if you saw. Did you see Max Crosby's uh, post-game interview after last week's win? I did not. Sitting in the locker room, shirt off, and of course he's just got tattoos all over the place. Sitting there smoking a cigar <laughs> in the locker room after the football game, live on TV, giving his post-game interview. It's like Max Crosby, you're D four. Not that he, I mean, look, Crosby could have been D four anyway, but I mean, I think he earned it with that one. Right. I mean, that's Red Auerbach style, or maybe even Joe Burrow after big games. Yeah, Burrow does that too, doesn't he? He's no delight. He does. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I got one more for you. It was a story that I had never really heard. Um, it just kind of came across. Um, and it's not one where somebody's trying to come back into the limelight, I don't think. But Larry Bird, um, oh. when he was in college at Indiana State, uh, go Sycamores, he was in the training room, and the baseball coach at Indiana State um, challenged him to come play a doubleheader. I don't know if you know this story. I, actually, uh, I did read it, but I'll, I'll let you keep going with it. Yeah. Yeah, so he gets the challenge to go, to go play, um, and they kind of leak it out there that he's going to be on the team. And they only had one jersey uh, his size, you know, being 6'9", they only had one that could yeah. fit him. <laughs> Um, so, but they get a ton of people there just because of who he, who he is. And, and, you know, he's larger than life at Indiana state. And so the first game, uh, he starts out on the bench and they, uh, start booing the manager of the team because he's on the bench. Um, but he goes out there and he definitely strikes out his first at bat. Um, doesn't do great, obviously, but the second game he starts out at first base and, um, they end up, they're playing Kentucky Wesleyan. They end up winning the doubleheader. But he goes one for two. He bats 500. Um, mm-hmm. And so, 
you know, he does well. He's got uh, he's got two wins under his belt as a collegiate baseball player. There you go. Larry Bird. Not many can say that. Larry Legend. Truly Larry Legend. Yeah. That guy, I mean, look, he was a great athlete. I mean, he might have looked white and gumpy and wore his shorts way too short, though they were fashionable at the time. But, uh, you know, hey, tremendous, tremendous athlete uh, for Larry Bird there. That's a, that's a good one. That is a good story. Um, I got one more for you. <clears throat> so I'm watching the game last night, and I was sitting out there with Mark. And we were texting back and forth, right, as we normally used to do during the primetime games. And, uh, you know, it was halftime. It was a 15 to 8 at halftime. And, I, you know, I said, yeah, I still got the bills in this one. And they came back and they tied it up. And then uh, Denver came back and scored. And so I think I texted you, yeah, I, I like the Broncos in this one. <laughs> and then the bills came back at the end. And I was like, yeah, I, I got the bills in this one. But actually, it was really funny because, you know, the origins of the podcast idea were from us sitting watching games and saying things, and then five seconds later, the announcer says it. And so Buffalo goes up last night, 22-21, and I turn to Mark, and I'm like, you know, those two missed extra points, that's a difference in the game. And not five seconds later, here comes Aikman trotting out the, well, you know, the real difference in this game. And, you know, they go back and they replay those, and I'm like, podcast, right? I think I texted you that. And then what else did I text you? I texted you. I could, I could, I could, I could timestamp it if I had to. But I go back last night, 22-21, and I say, watch, Lutz is going to miss the game-winning field goal. And sure enough, we come down. Denver drives down the field. They go for it. They spike the ball, right? He runs out. He makes the kick and misses the game-winning field goal. And I'm like, look at that. I called it. And then, of course, the Bills whoops somebody just decided yeah. to run on the field whoops 12 men on right. the field kick it again and but i was just like that would have that was the ultimate podcast moment right there talk about calling it i was a full two minutes ahead here it is 10 20 p.m Lutz gonna miss the game winner that's what i texted you and you did sure enough oh man and i i don't even know i is this is this buffalo cursing me is this or or and this is really where I was going with this. Is this Sean Payton getting me back for the Sean Payton tanking theory that I that I floated a few weeks back? And you suggested that in the middle of the game. I did. I did mention the Payton effect, the Sean Payton tanking. Um, I don't think maybe, maybe Buffalo's just not as good as we initially thought they were. Yeah, I'm sticking with my I'm sticking with my theory from last week that Buffalo is the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde team this year. That on any week they could beat anybody, and on any week they could lose to anybody. And, and I don't mean that just in the sense of the, oh, any given Sunday. I mean, literally, the Bills could be the best team in the league one week and the worst team the next week. I mean, I mean they deserve to lose that game with the four turnovers. I mean, there's no question about it. But, but by the same token, they still should have won the game. You know, so uh, – but – and I was even – and, and, you know, I had floated the Sean Payton conspiracy theory, right, that the Denver hired Sean Payton to give credibility to a tank. But did you see – talk about conspiracy theories. Did you see the Dan Lebitard story? Dan Lebit, You know who Dan Lebitard is, yeah? Yeah, no, does I didn't it, see the story, though. Radio personality. Lebitard floated the theory that maybe Rodgers didn't actually tear his Achilles – 
that he maybe had a much a much less significant injury so that they could have the story that he tore his Achilles and then came back the same season and led the Jets to the playoffs. I mean, he's looking at a <laughs> mid-December start, which to me yeah. is absurd. <sighs> Why would you do yeah. that? Especially at his age, Achilles, if it's real, right? Um, <laughs> you did, uh, Man, I don't know what Rogers is thinking. Bad idea. He is coming back. Yeah, it is. Bad it's idea. a real bad idea. Just ask Kevin Durant. Ask Kevin Durant how smart it is to go out and play a game with a damaged Achilles. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to keep our eyes open on that one. That would be uh, that would be a pretty crazy one. But uh, All right. Those are our opening shots for you this week on D4 Sports. second ever guest on D4 Sports and uh, call me a homer if you want because the first guest was my son who did a great job and if you didn't listen to that go back and check out episode 7 Faster and Furiouser and this week we have my eldest daughter Allie welcome to the show welcome thank you so much so happy Mm -hmm. to be here I feel honored well, I feel like it's overdue, but I also feel honored. <laughs> oh, I see. Epis- 16 episodes into a sports and drinking podcast, and you think that's overdue, huh? I do. I don't think Sam was the obvious first choice, um, but that's maybe that's Shots a sibling fired. battle. I know. She's just Man. going right at it. And I'm telling you, this is how she's like in the, in the uh, family pick'em chat. She just... <laughs> Barrels blazing, coming at it. Yeah, Allie, I don't makes, talk for weeks. You, if it makes you feel any better, this is Nick's show. I'm just the guest speaker every week, so yeah, um, it's cool. nice to have somebody else as well. Actually, one of the first episodes that I listened to, I had Will listen with me, and it was the one where you were gone, Dustin, with Sam, and we're mm-hmm. like 45 minutes in, and Will was like. When does Dustin talk? <laughs> I was like, oh, he's not nice. in this one. <laughs> nice. So, it is. Well, it is uh, D4, which of course stands for Day Drinking with Don and Dustin. So, uh, Allie, it's 12.06. What are you drinking? Um, well, it's 12.06 where we are, but I am working um, Pacific time. And uh-huh. so I'm drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. I actually have some water. I I have some water here with me as well, just in case anybody's worried about me, which I know they're not. You need to balance it out. So you're Pacific time because you live in uh, sunny Los Angeles, right? Yes. Or Marina Del Rey, I guess, right? Down there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure that you are a massive LA sports fan, right? Oh, yeah. Um, We really got all the best teams out there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm sure you can name a couple, right? Yeah. So we got the Rams, which mm-hmm. I can't root for because they nope. left St. Louis, mm-hmm. and that was mean. Um, I appreciate that. Yes. And That's then we putting have, it nicely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and we have the Chargers, Bolts Up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Of course, there's basketball. So we have the Lakers. Mm -hmm. Big deal. Although, I have thoughts about the Lakers, but we don't need to get... (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is is the forum to air your thoughts. So feel free. The Lakers is just a silly team to me because it feels like just such a celebrity team. Not necessarily Mm -hmm. the best team, but it's just so, like... People only like the Lakers and go to games to, like, be seen. Like, nobody cares about basketball. That's the Lakers vibe (laughs) to me, to a transplant. Um, Well, to be fair, to be fair, you missed the heyday of the Lakers. Uh, Although, frankly, the Lakers have been kind of a a perpetually good team. But the 80s Lakers were fantastic. And then the the Kobe Lakers and then the Kobe and Shaq Lakers were also great. But um, not really necessarily you know, your, your, you know, time to be watching sports, but no. Um, yeah. Um, and then don't we have another basketball team? You do. The Clippers. Yes. The Clippers. That's it. They play at the same arena. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've been to a Clippers game. Um, mm-hmm. I've actually been to both a Clippers game and a Lakers game. Wow. Um, and did you go to the Lakers the Clippers game? No. Oh, I went okay. to a Lakers. So I don't actually remember who the Lakers played, um, but one of my good friends came in town and is a huge Lakers fan. So he, we were like very last row in the arena. Like it was scary. We were bending over. We weren't, they were like <laughs> way too high. Um, and Clippers was a preseason game. I don't remember. Who that was yeah, either clearly made big impacts um and i did just go well, to a king's went... bruins game that's what i was gonna say yeah you got a pretty good one there didn't you yes and um to show off my knowledge of hockey i had no oh. idea who we were going to see i heard kings and bruins <laughs> and my first thought was ucla bruins and i was like why are they playing the kings and then i texted my sister her husband, who are big hockey fans, and they're like, "Oh no, Bruins are only like the best team in the NHL." And we actually, yeah. um, my friend, uh, knew a member on the Bruins, so we got to meet him. We got pretty good seats. It's a very elite experience. <laughs> you are really an LA sports fan, and 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 this I, is I guess here's. So. Allie, I, I love you to death. You're my firstborn child. Nothing can change that. <laughs> but again, I'm going to go back to your earliest statement that you feel that this is overdue because, I mean, you're not the biggest sports fan in the world, right? I mean, that's a you. You're not really. You weren't really known growing up as the sports girl. Am I? Is that a fair comment? Uh, y- yes, but oh, oh, I didn't okay, yeah. say. It was overdue because I was the biggest sports fan in the world. I thought Uh, it was overdue because I'm a bigger sports fan than your son, which I stand by. That's a pretty valid point, though. That might be true. That might be true. Yeah. I have always liked football, but that's it. Mm -hmm. That's true. Well, come on now. You played sports growing up. You did play some. I mean, Mm -hmm. I remember those Saturday morning, you know, kindergarten softball games. Like, those were fantastic. (laughs) That's one word to describe them. I would say miserable. (laughs) Yeah, well, 
The soft, softball was not for my too sport. Many years. But then you played soccer. What about mm-hmm. soccer? Didn't you play soccer? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I played soccer for, I think I started in like fifth or sixth grade and played into high school. And then I played tennis and cheerleading. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you had I was a pretty active. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you had a solid athletic career. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So then, you know, we didn't, you know, give you a lot of notes. We didn't uh, tell you, you know, give you the questions we're going to be asking. So, so give it to me straight, Al. What do you bring to this podcast that would make people listen to this episode and go, oh, that's why. Now I'm glad I heard her. Yeah, well, because it's me. I mean, I could say anything. Um, But I guess for this podcast, I was telling Dustin a bit earlier that I I know a lot about pop culture. I know a lot about celebrities. And I think that overlaps with sports sometimes. And I think I could bring that good intersection of those two. So, Allie, what you're saying is is that you're the Lakers of the D4 podcast, is that you're all about show and celebrity status and kind of getting your name out there and want to be seen more than actual sports. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. I would think that's a perfect description. I, yeah, I'm the Hollywood of D4. The, the stardom. I bring the stardom. <laughs> I think Showtime we have the title Allie. for the episode. I think we have the I think we have the title for the episode. D four goes Hollywood. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that was a much nicer way to say it, Dustin, than I was going to say. I was going to say so. Basically, you're suggesting that we somehow are not in touch with pop culture and are maybe, dare I say it, not particularly cool, cool cats. Is that what you're saying? I mean, are we? <laughs> that's a, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, yeah. Pop culture. I'm not. I'm not down with it. So, all right. So, Ali. So, give me your. Give me your. Uh, you know, top couple of uh, uh, sports and pop culture stories that you're that you're working on right now. So, I would say the top one would be um, involving one of my favorite celebrities, Kim Kardashian, mm-hmm. and her um, her. Uh, <laughs> Clothing line, Skims. No, I'm just laughing. I'm, sure I'm just laughing because Dustin is just his head just dropped to his chest when you said Kim Kardashian and the head shake. I know we're not doing video podcasts, but that was priceless. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm That's... sorry, Dustin, but she's taken over your favorite sport, the NBA. She's been taken over ever since she started dating like eight different NBA players. No, Ooh. she didn't. That was her sister. You gotta get them right. <laughs> well, who who was with Chris Humphreys? Oh, that was Kim. What did he do? <laughs> He's played in. Oh my gosh, um, he was in the NBA. Alley. He played. He played basketball. Well, he was a horrible husband. They only lasted a couple months. <laughs> so do most of hers, right? So I'll get off the. I'll get oh. off the Kim Kardashian train. I'll let. I'll let <laughs> you right, take Allie. over. Like she so, is yeah, the so NBA. What? Go ahead. So what is Kim well, doing to take over the NBA? Give us, give it to us. So her um, undergarment line, Skims, it started as shapewear mostly for women and um, has expanded. 
and now is for men and is now the official um, underwear partner of the NBA, WNBA, and USA basketball. So hmm. she's providing their undies. What I just heard was Kim Kardashian's underwear expanded. That's what I got out of that. That's, <laughs> fair, that's a fair statement as well. Yeah. Okay, so so but she's got... But it's a business move. Hey, I don't... Look, sure. nobody is going to dispute that Kim Kardashian knows how to run a brand. Uh, we, were, <laughs> we, we were chatting about this earlier, and we were saying the big difference between her and... Oh, by the way, another celebrity that might be trending in the sports world right now, Tay Tay, little mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, right? And yes. give me your take. You, you were giving me a, a fairly nuanced take on the differences between Kim Kardashian and Taylor Swift, and uh, other than you know, one's football, one's basketball. Yeah. Well, well, I will add in that Kim also has football and soccer players as models for the menswear. So, like Nick Bosa. Is a very attractive yep. man who I didn't know about until a week ago. He is for skims. <laughs> but I think um, <laughs> the difference in Taylor and Kim is that Taylor is... She's not necessarily trying to get her name or really brand into the sports. Whereas Kim is, I mean, obviously partnering with the NBA to provide a product is doing a lot it's they're both business but it's much more um kim feels more businessy and strategic where taylor's just dating a player and making all she's the just, news she's just taylor and all, all she has to be yes. is taylor pretty much yeah exactly yeah like she just has to show up and every sports announcer will talk about her 20 times and but you know. that's a little bit now. Kim Kardashian, she's kind of a famous for being famous person, right? Or yes. did she? She didn't well, do anything remarkable, like <laughs> to to become famous. Is that correct? Sure. Yes, that is the narrative. <laughs> no, hey, look, if, if if I mean, if if you if you disagree, feel free to disagree. I mean, I, I you know me, and you know that my Kim Kardashian knowledge is, shall we say, limited. So yes. I, am, she, I am happy to be educated on, on Kim Kardashian. Well, she got famous because their family had a reality show. And basically, she came from a line of very affluent family. Her father was Rob Kardashian, who, um, you know, famously got what's his face off. Um, why can't I think of his name? With the glove. Dust, Dustin is <laughs> loving this segment. Just... Dustin is in heaven. I just the if we guy can screen with grab the glove. The guy with the glove. I'm, Isn't is, is that, that the Michael whole Jackson? thing? No. Um, uh, all baseball players. <laughs> no. Um, Who is it? OJ Who killed his wife. OJ. Yeah. Oh. Allegedly. Allegedly. Wow. Yeah. Got to throw Easy the word enough. out there. <laughs> anyway, okay. and then her um, stepfather was. Uh, Bruce Jenner now, Caitlyn Jenner. So um, mm-hmm. she kind of mm-hmm. came from a line of people that were already well known, and then they had their yeah. TV show. And then, since the popularity of the TV show, she started many different brands throughout her career. So yeah. yes, famous for being famous. So child of celebrities, or child of yeah. of, of well known people, you know, one way or the other. 
And yes. uh, it definitely parlayed that into her own thing, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I would... I am not a reality TV guy, and, and that's probably a newsflash to D4 listeners that I'm not a big reality TV guy, but <laughs> I know enough to know that uh, that's not an easy way to go either. That's not like an easy career to make it in those things, and so for someone to have mm-hmm. the success that she's had, you know, I mean, you got to give it to her for, you know, for where it is, but uh, all right, yeah. so let's let's move on from Kardashian, though, because yeah. I think Dustin's, <laughs> Dustin's eyes are about to explode, I think, if we say one one more uh, Kim Kardashian reference. So, do, you got another another good celebrity sports connection for me at this point, or is that really kind of your 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 hot one right now? Well, that's my favorite one. I mean, then obviously the Taylor Swift, but I feel like mm-hmm. I'm I have haven't listened to all your episodes, but I'm sure you've touched on that because it's oh yes, you know, been around. I believe it was I believe it was week nine. A Swift week in sports is actually uh, the title of one of our episodes. Yeah. Yep, yeah, so. she's been making waves. I think that, okay. um, you know, I love the celebrity and following the Mahomes family and Brittany mm. Mahomes and her kind of, I mean, the whole world hated her and now she's Taylor Swift's best friend. So it's fun for her. A fun <laughs> turn So what of do you think? Do you think Taylor's just patronizing her and being nice to her or do you think they're really going to become best friends? I have no idea. That is the weirdest pairing to me. I think mm. that, I mean, okay, I don't, obviously don't know either of them per, on a personal level. Fair enough. But I guess at the core, they are both like Southern girls. So maybe, I don't find know. some common ground there? Yeah. So, so are you it's, saying there's possibly some bad blood or do you think they'll learn to just shake mm-hmm. it off? Well done. Oh, man. I think we they'll shake it off. All of my Taylor Swift knowledge in that. one sentence. That's yeah, all I was going to say. <laughs> it was well done. Sheesh. I, I think as if... I think Taylor can't have bad blood with Britney because it's the wife of Travis's buddy. Like, I, don't, I think Taylor understands that she can't come in and ruffle those feathers, at least not yet, because... She's entering his world, you know. So the, the so the question is, when when they break up, is she going to have a song about Britney Mahomes on the next album? Now that was hundred percent. They break up. 200%. She has a song on every player. Oh yeah. <laughs> the Chiefs members. are done at that. I mean, let's face it. The, the Chiefs the Chiefs run is over as soon as Taylor, you know, turns turns that off because you know that's the that's certainly mm-hmm. the gift that keeps on giving for the Chiefs right now. I'll tell you that much. They. Uh, like they needed more press, but, uh, but there yeah. You go. So yeah. So all, all, all right. So um, let, let's 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 take half a second here and jump over to the other side of this podcast. That'd be the drinking side. Yeah. Uh, you are my daughter, so you're not uh, a complete stranger to alcohol. But um, <laughs> what's your? Oh, no. well, I'm not sure what the laugh was for there. But anyway, well, what's the go-to? What's the go-to drink for Miss Allie Nichols? Um. Well, I would say it depends on the situation. As you mentioned, I am your daughter, so I I have a liking for a lot of different beverages. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually at home, it's just wine. I stick to Mm -hmm. wine. I don't get super fancy with it. I will say my favorite drink out would be probably Hendrix Martini with olives. Well done. Um, Well done. 
I enjoy tequila and mezcal. Dustin's not liking any of these answers. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, I'm fine. Rope, you're fine. I'm fine with the first two, that the the mezcal and tequila. That's just that's rough. Yeah. But to each their own. As long as you don't add you diet know. coke to anything, I think we're good. <laughs> yeah. No. No yeah. diet coke. So yeah, I would say uh, my fiance and I have gone through a. We love to say champagne is the new beer. So sometimes instead of mm. beer, we'll just pop a bottle of champagne, and that's lovely. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Ra- I, I, ring I, in I, November fourteenth, baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> ring it in. Well done, Dustin. I, I I do like. Oh, as he takes a sip of his uh, melon cucumber water there. But um, what what what's one you you don't want? What, what's what's your like? Uh uh-uh, uh, not not touching that one. Of alcoholic or any beverage? Is this is this mostly well, I mean, alcohol? I, I I, prim- primarily alcohol, but it didn't have to be. I guess. I mean, if you have another drink that you just despise equally. Honestly, it's more, um, it's not one drink, but anything sweet, like, like the Mm. fruity, sweet cocktails. That's not for me. Um, Mm -hmm. and usually those, I would say like vodka and rum and like those kind of tropical drinks are not my vibe. So So um, anything with an umbrella in it, you're saying no, probably. No. Yeah. Actually. Okay. One I'll never, ever, I hate pina coladas. (laughs) Yeah, that's that is miss me with that. I have no desire. Yeah, well, um, for that drink. You're forty. You're forty years too late for the pina colada at this point. The the heyday of the pina colada was the mid '80s, so <laughs> I think you're probably safe uh, from what? having to endure that one again. But mm. well, hey, it's it's been very good to have you. Do you have any <laughs> final thoughts? Do you have any? Anything else you'd like to you know throw out there? You know, cheap shots you want to take or you know, kind words you want to offer or just a general encouragement to the D4 audience? Um, yeah, well, first, thank you guys for having me and enduring my Kardashian pop culture talk. I know it's not your favorite, but that's oh, it's how been I a follow blast. sports. So I appreciate the listening and understanding. I would like to say that the Raiders suck. Um, <laughs> and... Wow unsolicited Uh, wow i just think that the listeners should know that and keep that in mind um gracious sue i'm sorry i'm sorry you you just excoriated your uncle in your one shot to be nice holy smokes well well, i can be nice now okay all right yeah yeah there you go okay um although i lost my train of thought so maybe yeah just thank you raiders suck and uh this she has been great. Down. <laughs> just she doubled down. Yeah. Your reaction that. made me lose my niceness. <laughs> I apologize, but that was a classic D4 moment right there. She had her chance to be nice and said, yeah, the Raiders suck. So there it is. <laughs> yep, yep. That was that was intense, Allie. I appreciate the time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for Thank giving you me this much. airspace. <laughs> it was a, a real pleasure to have you on. We'll do it again sometime. I will say it comes off a little differently in her voice than it does over text. So now I can feel the vehemence behind it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, she wasn't uh, wasn't faking that. That was that was a hundred percent real fire right there from the D four world, from the depths of D four to your ears, good listeners. Thank you very much, Allie, for being here. Thank you. 
Well, Dustin, as we come into our uh, sports roundup, I think we have one thing uh, definitely clear, thanks to Allie, and that is the Raiders suck. Uh, we've definitely seen that. However, segue into our segment, the Raiders, two wins in a row, five and five, right? They, yeah, they're 500 now. Uh, what do you think? Do the Raiders have a shot at making the playoffs? Uh... I don't know. They've played the Giants and the Jets. So, <laughs> so well, they, fair enough. They play the Dolphins next. So, I guess we'll see. Uh, Dolphins, Chiefs, Vikings, Chargers, Chiefs. That's who their, their next go-to is. So, I guess we'll get to see who they really are coming up. Yeah. We'll find out soon. Yeah. Very, definitely. very soon. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't know if there's much more to say about the Raiders uh, than that. Uh, that Raiders-Jets game was not a particularly attractive game. Uh, not the worst game of the weekend. That, of course, fell to the Patriots. And that uh, train wreck of a game. I, I just have to say this. Mac Jones is officially done. There is... I, I, I can't even... There's no world in which I fathom Bill Belichick coming out and saying, we're going to roll with Mac Jones again. Because, I mean, I, it, it just, I, I don't know. It was just such a such a, a bad performance. That last interception was, and that was just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, it was the straw that broke the camel's back or whatever it was. Because that whole game, it was so so striking to see Mac Jones in the pocket versus Gardner Minshew in the pocket, right? And we're not talking, I mean, we're talking Gardner Minshew, who I love. But Gardner Minshew is not a great quarterback. You know, I'm not a great NFL quarterback, right? But he avoided the rush. He made plays on the run. And Mac Jones gets some pressure and just falls on the ground. I mean, it was just, uh. Oh, I just don't see a point to starting Mac Jones right now. Or playing him or whatever that looks like. Because, I mean, you're not winning. You're not no. even winning ugly. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just ugly. And yeah. Zappy can do the same thing. And you've moved on or you're moving on or whatever that looks like. Um, so it's, yeah, there's really just no point to kind of run with him out there. No, I mean, I mean, look, maybe they'll throw Zappy out there for two games and maybe he'll be worse. And they'll just be like, well... May as well put some more out. I mean, you know, there's nobody else to go to at this point. So Wildcat with Zeke or Ramondre, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, they got Malik Thompson or something who is not going to be an NFL quarterback. But I and I, I can't see them doing that. I mean, I, I they'll roll with I, I got to believe they're going to roll with Zappy coming out of the bye. And then, you know, they'll play one of those two guys the rest of the year. But, yeah, at this point, you know, it's uh, I yeah, I. There's, it's, it's just, and it's not even, let's try to figure this out. It's just, let's just get through this. Yeah. At this, now it is right. I mean, look, I mean, two and seven was already bad enough, you know, but it was, you know, this game was, you know, if they beat the Colts, it's like, okay, are we going to try to, are we going to put together five or six wins and have some bright spots or, you know, or, but now, I mean, there's just. At this point, they're playing for their jobs. The players are playing for their jobs, and I, I, I don't know. I, okay, so do you think Bill Belichick's coming back next year? Do you think this is it for Bill? I kind of 
see him as just being the guy that's like, I want to go out on top. Maybe not top, top, like, you know, winning mm-hmm. it all, but at yeah. least a winning season versus this year. Because if you leave this year, then it's like, okay, like, you didn't have the year you've had or the decade you've had in the past, and now you're kind of coming, you're leaving on this note. So maybe a year or two more, I don't really know. Um, but and I don't. Do you think he stays in New England? Him, I don't know. I don't know. Does New England move on? And, and somebody will pick up Belichick if he does. But I don't, I don't know what that looks like. I think they're still trying to figure out the in, the inside, in the clubhouse, the locker room, the management, the everything. It's yeah. just all on the fritz. Yeah. I, I, I got to believe, I mean, if, you know, if they end up with two or three wins on the season and they know it's going to be a rebuild, I got to believe the Patriots and Belichick will part ways amicably. You know, there'll be a respectable post-conference, press conference, you know, and a great send-off because, I mean, you know, Say what you want about Belichick, but he took you to 10 Super Bowls. 10. You know, I mean, that number right. speaks for itself. You know, and and uh, I, I've been doing some, you know, research, and we'll do a segment sometime on, like, coaches and quarterbacks because obviously the big thing, oh, we can't win without a quarterback. And uh, I've been kind of, you know, trying to really dive into that and see what coaches have actually won anything without a great quarterback. Um. And I'll give you a hint. The list is really, really short. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I agree with you. I think, I think that Belichick doesn't want to go out this way. So I think if he has, um, you know, the opportunity to go to another team. But I just think on a rebuild, the Patriots have to just say, I mean, Belichick is not the coach of the future, right? And mm-hmm. if it's starting over, no. let's give a new regime a chance to start over. It'll be a new era in, in Patriots football and – you know, we'll put a wrap on the Belichick Brady era, and it's it's moving on from here on out. But I I, I got to be honest, I, I really wonder if, if Mac Jones is going to get a backup job in the league. I I, I don't know. know. I he's mean, not not playing well at all. He's not as good as Gardner Minshew, and Gardner Minshew uh, can't get a starting job, right? So, right. I don't know. Uh, it's that was boy. For all the promise that Mac Jones showed his first year and, you know, didn't have a great year, but had a solid year enough that everybody thought there was going to be upside. And then last year, of course, it was the coordinators. And this year they bring in Bill O'Brien, who's a widely respected offensive coach. And, uh, yeah, Yeah, it's been a train wreck for sure. All right. So let's move on from that game. Yeah. Well, let's let's move on. You've got uh, the second greatest, you know, head coach quarterback, you know, ever in in Belichick and Brady. Let's go to the the greatest. Let's go to D'Amico Ryan's and C.J. Stroud. Um, legend. I mean, <laughs> legendary. Now, I the the Texans won, right? They beat the Bengals. Stroud played very very well again. Um, he's getting a lot of hype and a lot of talk. Um, and, and he is, he's not playing like a rookie by any stretch of the imagination right now. Um, and Burrow didn't have a terrible game. I mean, two interceptions, but the, the Texans kind of took it to him. And even at the end of the game, Stroud leads another drive down the field, get into field goal range and they win the game. So, um, and that's, I mean, let's face it, the season ends today, the Texans are in the playoffs. The Bengals aren't, the Bills aren't. 
and the Chargers aren't, and the right. Texans are. So, uh, you know, talk about a team that is overachieving, and 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 I do think they're overachieving. I mean, I think I think they're a pretty good football team, uh, but I don't think this is a team that can challenge, you know, in the playoffs seriously. But I mean, you know, then again, they beat the Bengals in Cincinnati, so. You know, and and Stroud, yeah, you gotta gotta hand it to him, man. I mean, he's he's really he's playing some good football. I don't know. I mean, he's still a rookie. I think I don't think we're gonna see elite football every game going forward from him. But uh, yeah, no, he's it's impressive because that Houston roster is not great, and uh, he's 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 leading it. And hey, two, two fourth quarter wins. What are you gonna do? I mean, I. I... I don't see them doing very well in the playoffs either, like you stated. Uh, if they do make it there, um, they are fun to watch right now. But they're also, like last week against the Bucks. I mean, he throws for 400 yards plus, five touchdowns, and they still had to lead a game-winning yeah. drive to beat the Buccaneers. So that, to me, says a lot about the team itself. Um, mm-hmm. But they are still fun to watch because points and offense and everything is is fun. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and speaking of points, one of the highest scoring games this week, the Cleveland Browns come back in a dramatic fashion to beat the Baltimore Ravens. I the boy, the Browns are six and three. Right. What? what what's Deshaun I don't you know terrible first half so strong second half the Ravens classic Ravens great first half tried to hang on second half couldn't do it what's your take on these two I mean what's and the whole AFC North frankly I I don't really like either team uh, mm-hmm. I do think that the Browns' defense, even though they gave up 31 points, we've talked about this in several weeks now, their defense is really good. They've mm-hmm. just got to be able to hold off other teams to allow points, right? Uh, Amari Cooper yep. is still a great receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kareem Hunt is doing well enough right now. I think if you know if, if Chubb doesn't get hurt, man, they would be a force to be reckoned with, even with Deshaun Watson at the quarterback. Yeah who isn't having a terrible year uh, unless he, you know, goes down or whatever. But the Ravens, I don't know, man. They they can run the ball and they can play defense. But if you make Lamar a throwing quarterback in the pocket, it's just not not his forte. Yeah, I mean, last week, you know, I said you stop the run and you got a shot to beat him and the Browns stopped the run and Lamar was 13 of 23 for – he had like 230 yards, but touchdown, two interceptions, and I, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if the Ravens, because they're probably going to make the playoffs at this point, as solid as they are. But um, boy, yeah. Well, I, I saw today that Deshaun is getting an MRI on his ankle, so we'll see what that is about. And I mean, he doesn't. Uh, he's not setting the bar for toughness this year. Uh, that certainly seems to be the case. But uh, and I don't think the Browns win with PJ Walker. Um, unless their defense just plays out of its head, which it can, but you know. Um, but week in week out, it. you're you're asking a right. lot of the defense to to do yeah, that. Yeah, you are. Yep. And hey, I mean, you go back to the Ravens in 2000. You know that defense won the Super Bowl hands down. That that defense 
I don't think this Browns defense is is that good, but I mean they're good enough to hold teams to just a few points, and if their offense can muster anything, I, I think they got a shot. But um, sticking with the AFC North, the Steelers <laughs> win again. Um, you know they were my sleeper pick, and I'm like, I, I don't think I've ever felt this uncertain about a six and three team in my life. Um, do you think the Steelers are going to be the real deal, or is Kenny Pickett just not? good enough in your mind i don't think so especially within their division i mean what's surprising to me right now are the Bengals in last place in the division but every team has a winning record yeah um but they still are gonna have to play each other some more so i don't i don't see that happening i know the steelers still have a good defense but i don't think their offense stacks up to the rest of the division's offense obviously the Bengals have the best offense but they're the the worst team record wise right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ravens can run the ball better than pretty much anybody in the league when they are able to do it. Yeah. So I don't, I just don't see the Steelers coming out on top and just being able to have that, that same magic that they've had in the past. Um, I don't think Pickett's the guy. Um, they've got some good players, Johnson Pickens, uh, the backfield though, Harris and Warren. I think Warren's better than Harris, but they're still riding Najee Harris quite a bit. Um, they have gone to, to Warren more. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I do see that, but uh, their backfield is just not as talented um, as a lot yeah, of these teams. I, I will say Najee Harris has been a little better the last few weeks, but I, yeah, I'm still not a big Najee Harris believer. But and, and what I was thinking as you were talking about this is I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, okay, the AFC West, you got the Chiefs, and then you got the Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos. AFC South, you've got the Jaguars, and then you've got, okay, the Texans are technically in at five and four because they beat uh, the Bengals. But then you got the Colts who were, eh, I mean, they're five and five and they're not dead in the water. And then the Titans who aren't going anywhere. And you got the East with the Dolphins, but then you got the Bills who, I don't know. And then the Jets and the Patriots. I haven't, I haven't looked at the schedule to see if, I mean, theoretically, the entire AFC North might make the playoffs. Wouldn't that be something? I mean, it, it, I, it might be, be mathematically possible. It might be mathematically possible for them to all make Well, the you did see where the Bills had the third hardest schedule left. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they've they got a, a rough road ahead of them. So who knows with their Jekyll and Hyde, like you stated, yeah. Uh, personality who knows where they're going to end up and it would be a shocker to see the bills out of the playoffs this year. Playoffs. yeah that would okay so the bills don't make the playoffs has mcdermott done i would i would think so they've had so many opportunities recent in recent history um mm-hmm. you know but a lot of it can fall on josh allen as well uh, he is a good quarterback but he is the brett Favre type the gunslinger yeah. that i can fit it into any defense that's coming my way which is questionable at times um but i don't they're not going to get rid of josh allen because of what he could be so i do see that it could be mcdermott over what allen has the capability of being yeah and and just real quick looking at the steelers schedule they've got the browns next so and the Bengals. so the next two weeks are within the division and you can kind of see what um that's going to be right there and then the cardinals patriots colts so those three, they can they can play solid enough defense to, to win those games. 
and then Bengals, Seahawks, and then end at Baltimore. Mm. So it'll, I mean, they have some tough games, but they also have some games that if they just show up and play well enough, they can win. So it'd be interesting to see where the Steelers end up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, back to the Bills and talking about, you know, uh, how, you know, they missed the, they might miss the playoffs and whatnot. And I do go back to the, and not to belabor the Patriots, but you look at the failure of that team and it was like, well, that was not a failure of coaching because on that last play, Gesicki was wide open. He was wide open in the end zone. It's like, so, okay, it wasn't, it wasn't poor play design and it wasn't poor execution on the part of the offense, except for one guy, you know, and there was several plays like that where you're like, okay, <laughs> I mean, there's only so much a coach can do, right? I mean, if they run a scheme and you got a guy running wide open down the field and your quarterback misses him, is that on the coach? You know, it's like, uh, you know, I, I don't know, but uh, uh, there's a few of those situations. Let, let's pop to the NFC. You know, we, the Eagles didn't play, but, oh, by the way, that Eagles-Chiefs game next Monday night will be together in Lubbock. And so I don't know what your family's got on the calendar, but I'm clearing it for you right now. So, you know, Patterson family, you're on your own next Monday night because Dustin and I are going to be watching that game together. But I'm okay with the Cowboys that. showed up again. The Cowboys showed I mean, up again. They did. Um but they played the Giants. So, and the, <laughs> that, seems, the, that seems to be your overriding eight, caveat so far this week. But they yeah, played the Giants. But they played the Giants. Um, yeah, they were on uh, the Giants are on their eighth string quarterback. Is that right? Um, Tommy DeVito, baby. Tommy yeah, DeVito. I, I almost said Danny DeVito, but he'd probably just do well, as well. I mean, <laughs> at this point. Um, but the Cowboys. Oh, by the good. way, mark your calendars. Two weeks from this weekend. Patriots Giants. <laughs> oh. It's it's marked somewhere. Must miss TV. Uh all right, yeah. So Cowboys. Yeah. And and interesting enough, I'm just, you know, maybe name dropping a little bit, but I talked to the guy that refed that game um mm-hmm. and said, So, do you have fun with that one? And he just straight up said, No, that was awful. <laughs> and and I can't say he's wrong in that. Yeah, no. Well, it was a terrible game. I mean, it was. Was it just in general? Was it forty-two, forty something, 10, 17, seventeen or, or ten? Yeah, nah, nah, let me see. Yeah, nah. And it wasn't even that close. I don't think so. No. Yeah, yeah forty-nine to seventeen. Yeah. So staying in that division, the uh, the um, the Commanders, right? Um, didn't win. Uh, lost a, a tough one, but Sam Howell. Uh, Sam Howell looks like he's the future of that uh, of that team at quarterback. I mean, he's really – I mean, I think he's leading the league in passing yards. Um, and I, the, the commanders are not losing because of Sam Howell, that's for sure. Right. They don't have a that much of a run game. I know Robinson's not terrible, but they don't have a solid run game. So they are having to, to air it out a little bit more. That's one I, I look at it, and that's – and. You know, I'd have to get in and look at their offensive line and their offensive line performance. And I know Sam Howell's been sacked a ton, but that's a lot of that's because he holds the ball so long, as the young quarterbacks often do. But um, but uh, they got a lot of talent on that roster to not be better on the offense. I mean, Robinson and Gibson together is a pretty solid running back. You know, feel yeah, it's it's not elite, but it's not bad. And then you got McLaurin and Dotson and Samuel. And Logan Thomas, I mean, that team should be winning football games. And I think 
I think they're ripe for a coaching change. New new ownership this year. Finally got rid of Chainsaw Dan Snyder. And um, I, think, I think the commander's got a pretty bright future. And it looks like Howell's going to be, uh, you know, suitable for quarterback. Um, speaking of suitable for quarterback, your boy, Joshua Dobbs, does it again. He did. Um, he Wait, no, hold, hold on. Is Joshua Dobbs your boy? Because, I mean, he led the Cardinals to not many wins, but exciting football. But, oh, by the way, Kyler Murray is back. So is Dobbs your boy or is Murray your boy? Uh, I, let, let, if I'm going to be honest, I prefer to watch Joshua Dobbs. Um, oh, I think, I think uh, yeah, I know, I know. Arizona, they beat the Giants this week. Oh, no, 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 no. They beat the Falcons. <laughs> um, pretty, pretty much the same. Um, but I mean, Kyler played well enough. Uh, mm-hmm. they did beat the Falcons. So, um, I guess that just shows that we're not purposefully trying to tank either, but Joshua Dobbs is playing really well right now for the Vikings, which yeah. is exactly what they wanted somebody to come in and do, um, to, to kind of take over with cousins being out. I just think, man, if they get Justin Jefferson back and they have somebody that can run the ball, I mean, Joshua, when he scrambles can can get some yardage and some move the ball well enough for him, but they, they could be something uh, moving forward. Okay. So here's a thought. Kirk cousins last year of his contract has not been a very amicable relationship between him and Vikings ownership. Torres Achilles is 37, right? I think 36, 37. Do you see a world in which Joshua Dobbs plays well enough? that he succeeds Kirk Cousins in the Minnesota Vikings organization and they trade Cousins or, well, I guess at this point it's going to be free agency. But, I mean, what, what do you think about that? I think it's a possibility. Uh, looks fairly similar to what happened, I guess, in Seattle because wasn't Geno the backup to Russell Wilson? And then Geno comes in, plays well. I mean, I don't think Wilson got hurt. But, no. But um, they well, basically and, and, just... Part of that trade brought Drew Locke from Denver. Right. And so they, right. they had Gino and Drew Locke, and I think it was intended to be a competition, and then Gino clearly won out on that one. So, yeah, not, not an entirely different situation. Yeah, But Wilson, their go-to guy, the guy that took him to the Super Bowl, um, yeah. they're like, you know, we've, we've had our, our time. We're going to move on from you. And I think that could be very similar to what they're thinking with Kirk Cousins. He's been solid, uh, very, mm-hmm. very solid. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't, I honestly don't see Kirk cousins as getting them to the promised land, not saying that Joshua Dobbs is their guy, but I think he has potential to bring a different, uh, scheme to their game. Um, yeah, so it, it, it would be interesting to see, but I don't know. I don't see the Vikings holding on to Kirk cousins at this point. Um, yeah. And, and honestly, no, I, Kirk cousins yeah, I don't may either. be going well, he could go somewhere that um, potentially just needs that solid QB to be the guy in the background for the new guy, right? Mm-hmm. It may be getting close to that point for him. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I'm just trying to think, you know, of, and you know what? I, uh, I don't know if I'd throw Jared Goff in this category, but I'm trying to think about a, a, a parallel to Joshua Dobbs, a guy who was a viable backup in the league um, and then turned into a great start. I mean, I, I think Gino is probably the best parallel. I mean, there's stories like 
Brady or Kurt Warner, guys who were backups and who were, you know, new to the league and got a shot and, and you know, took the league by storm, right? Um, there aren't that many guys who do the Dobbs thing and bounce around for three or four years and kind of anonymity and, and uh, you know, backup status and then play their way into a starting role. There's just, I don't, there's not many of those. So, but, but boy, Dobbs is certainly making his case. You know, he, he's definitely, yeah, boy. And, you know, you, I'm going to table this because we're, you know, we're pushing our time lengths here. But you started saying that, you know, Cousins going somewhere to be the guy while a young guy comes in has got my mind running a bit on a handful of teams that that might fit for. But we'll leave that segment for another time um, because that's an interesting one. But um, any other any other NFL thoughts for the week? Um, just I, the Lions and the Chargers. I'll just be quick about it. I mean, that was the highest scoring game of the week, and the Chargers yeah. actually you know put put up a lot of points. They just couldn't stop anybody. Um, and then the Lions, who are the Lions, man, they are playing so well this year that I mm-hmm. am having fun just watching them. And it being Thanksgiving coming up in a couple weeks, um, you know. Lions on Thanksgiving Day. Finally um, want to watch them. Finally yep, want to watch them. I want yep. to watch them on Thanksgiving Day where it's been like, oh, man, we can just, you know, everybody's going to eat and cook and do all that stuff during the Lions game, and then we'll watch everything else. So it'll be good. Yeah, it will be good. Finally, finally, the Lions are going to play a Thanksgiving Day game that is more than just sentimental. So uh, should be good. Yeah, so that's that's the NFL. That's uh, it was a, That was week 10, right? Week 10 in the NFL. Rolling into week 11, some big games coming up on the uh, pre-Thanksgiving weekend. And then, of course, the, uh, the beauty of uh, Thanksgiving in the U.S., if you're a football fan, as they continue to add game upon game upon game to Thanksgiving weekend. And the day, we got Black Friday game this, this week, this year. So uh, something to look forward to. So uh, there you go, NFL on D4. All right, Dustin, about time to wrap up this episode of D4, D4 Gone Hollywood. Uh, thanks to special guest Allie Nichols for bringing some uh, pop culture relevance to our show earlier. Um, time, for some, time for some closing shots because, you know, it is noon somewhere. Actually, it almost is. It's almost noon where you are. But um, what, do you, what do you got for me? You got a, uh, you, you got a good uh, closing shot? All right, here's one for you. Congratulations to Ronnie O'Sullivan. He wins a record-equaling seventh world snooker title. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ronnie Sullivan Ronnie became Sullivan. the oldest player at 46 to win the World Snooker Championship. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to Ronnie. That's, that's my you, final shot. Have you ever watched any snooker? I actually have. Yeah, not a lot of it, but I've seen enough. I know what it is, and I, I, I mean, it's it's a an obscure game, but um, it's obscure compared to, to what we're yeah compared to what we're yeah, yeah. used to, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's no, where I'm going with it. Yeah, well, fair enough. Yeah, I encountered snooker almost 20 years ago when I was spent some time over here in the UK, and I was here uh, during the World Championship back in 2005, and. Uh, uh, they show you know wall to wall coverage. There's 
far fewer commercials on uh, British TV than American TV. And I watched hours of snooker. It took me a long time to figure it out, how the heck the game was played. But um, once I did, yeah, I, I, I really like watching snooker. It's, it's pretty impressive. The things that those guys, the, the thing that gets me with snooker, it's not so much the shots they can make. I mean, those are incredible. It's just how fast they do it. You know, they've got a shot where they've got to like do three banks, you know, to, to get the ball right and to make it and, and then, the, you know, and to draw the ball back to set it up for the next shot. And they do it in like two seconds. They walk up, they see the table, they're like, hmm. and they hit this ridiculous shot and draw the ball back to the exact spot. They, I mean, the hours, those guys. I mean, and look, all professional athletes are, you know, uh, if you want to put billiards in the leisures, leisure activity category, I'm not sure I'd go all the way to sport on billiards. That's a, that's a fair Maybe question, D4 sport, right? Well, yeah, sure. I'll give you a D4 sport. That's fair enough. You can definitely drink while you're playing it. I mean, there's no question about that. Maybe that, not to be the world champion. Kinda, that, that was the angle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's they, man, those guys are just ridiculous uh, how good they are. But uh, I, I'm going to give you a, a, a parting shot here, a, a last call. And um, uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to go back to the NFL. Um, and it, it, it really is a, a shot across the bow to you. Uh, among starting quarterbacks, Dustin, which starting quarterback do you think has the lowest completion percentage this year? Jordan Love. Jordan Love. 58.9%, which in the modern good. NFL is really bad. I mean, 30 years ago, you could get away with 50%, 50, 50 to 60% completion percentage, but yeah, not anymore. 58 Love, boy, he, I mean, honestly, he's, He's the quarterback that I expected and, you know, played some good games out of the gate was pretty solid, but I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure there's anything to figure out about Jordan love, but there is, but if there is, he has been figured out because, uh, yeah, I was wrong on that one. I'll, I'll take yep. it for sure. So, well, look, I, I said the bears, so, you know, we're even on that, but geez, we almost got through an entire episode without talking about the bears, but, uh, not, 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 not quite it. enough luck there. Not, not, nope. Couldn't get all the way through. Um, all right. Any last thoughts? Any final thoughts for this week? All I'm going to say is I am super excited to see how Iowa football does the rest of the year. Mm. I'm going to be following them with bated breath. I want to see both points. I want to see both points for the rest of the year. <laughs> that's, that's about we'll what you're going to get. We'll see if they come in the same game. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I will just leave this thought out there for our listeners. as and, and thank you, listeners. You know, again, like like we always say, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a shout out. But, you know, this is a, this is a multi-continental podcast. We've got listeners in the U.S. We've got listeners in the U.K. We've got listeners in Australia. Might have been an accidental click, but we had one, and we're claiming it. But, Dustin, do you know what they call pickleball? The glorious sport of pickleball. Do you know what they call pickleball in the UK and in Europe? Give it to me. Padel. Got to put the fancy spin on it. That's right. So, listeners, whether you're playing pickleball or you're playing padel, we wish you a very D4 week. It's noon somewhere. Line them up. D4 Sports is brought to you by Don and Dustin. 
and by our sponsors, sports and day drinking. Special thanks go to Trey Klein for providing the music behind D4 and all our friends and family for supporting us throughout this episode.